Are you wanting to get better at photography? Do you want to get a deeper understanding of your camera? And do you need help telling your story through photography? Then you're in the right place. Hey everyone, welcome to the Photog Experience Storyteller Podcast. This podcast is here to give you practical advice through photography to help tell your story. I'm your host, Jonathan Bailey, and I'm super glad you decided to give us a listen. This is episode three, and we are continuing our Photo 101 series, and we will be going over Aperture. We'll be going over all the nitty-gritty to help you fully understand this huge part of exposure. If you're new here, please go ahead and check out our other two episodes. The first episode is all about why I started this podcast in the direction. The second episode is all about exposure. Aperture is only one aspect of exposure, and I'm really looking forward to diving into this with you all. Also, please, if you would, give this podcast a rate and leave a review. Share this podcast with all of your friends and family that are interested in photography and want to learn more about it. That's how the powers that be determine if they want to share this podcast, and I want this podcast to go as far as it can. I believe learning photography is a huge part of taking photos you are happy with to help tell your story. I love seeing all sorts of images from everyone. So if you haven't yet, please head on over to our Facebook group and let us in on your story. A link to the group will be in the show notes. Also in the show notes will be a link to all of my social media. If you'd like to follow me on any other social platforms, also a link to my website. If you'd like to check out my photo work or possibly some of my merch, um, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, there'll be a link to the equipment that I'm going to be using in this podcast to produce it and in the equipment spotlight. Now, all of these will be affiliate links, um, just to be upfront and honest with you. And what's cool about those is you're able to support the channels that you love and um, follow at no extra cost to you. And that's just, that's an amazing thing. Now on to the humor. This is something I plan on doing every episode to help bring a fun aspect into the discussion. All right, so here we go. Why did the boy never try to become a professional photographer? He just couldn't picture himself being one. (laughs) Um, Like I said before in previous episodes, let me know if you have any jokes. It doesn't necessarily have to be a photo joke. Um, If I like it, it may make the podcast. For this episode's Equipment Spotlight, We're going back to Canon. Last episode, I talked about the entry-level DSLR, the Rebel T8i. Well, I thought it was only right to talk about the mirrorless counterpart, the R50. Again, I'm not sponsored or affiliated with Canon whatsoever. I just love their products. But if anyone from Canon is listening, feel free to hit me up. A mirrorless camera is literally just that, a camera body that has no mirror in it. A DSLR camera has a mirror inside of the body that reflects the light slash image from the lens to the viewfinder. And that's what you look at when you're taking a photo. And so as soon as you hit that shutter button, the mirror flaps out of the way and the light exposes the sensor. With a mirrorless, there literally is no mirror inside of that body. So all of the video slash photo that you see, either through the electronic viewfinder or the back panel, that is all a digital representation of what the camera is processing as the image. When you press the shutter button on a mirrorless camera, it goes straight to the sensor and you have your image. The Canon R50 is very similar to the T8i. 
It has 24.2 megapixels. It has Canon's dual pixel autofocus, 12 frames per second in electronic curtain, and 15 frames per second in continuous shooting mode. Now that is photos, not video. It supports vertical shooting, which is perfect for YouTube shorts, TikTok, Instagram reels, and it can record over 30 minutes at a time, which is insane. It can also shoot uncropped, yes, I said uncropped 4K resolution video at 30 frames per second, and it can shoot 120 frames per second at 1080p. It has incredible subject detection and tracking, and it has this cool new feature called up-close demo mode. Which means if you're doing some sort of tutorial video or product video, you can actually bring that product to the camera and it is going to focus on that product. And then as soon as you take it away, it focuses right on you. What's really cool is it also has some computational photography aspects, just like your phone, in a mode called Advanced A Plus Assist, which can help you with your exposure. It also has streaming capabilities for YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Perfect for vlogging with its touch articulating back screen. It has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth built in. And it also has a USB Type-C port to hook your camera up to your phone, up to your computer, all of that. It has all of the major modes like full manual, aperture and shutter speed priority, advanced automatic modes, and just regular automatic modes. If you're wanting to get into the mirrorless camera world and not break the bank, this is the perfect camera for that. If you'd like to, feel free to check out the affiliate link down in the show notes. Now it's aperture time. Aperture is one of the main aspects of exposure, which means it's one of the main aspects of photography. Like I said in previous episodes, when I went over exposure, aperture is how big the light hole is. Let's dive into exactly what that means. Aperture is a way to control the amount of light that enters into the camera through the lens. The wider the aperture, bigger the opening, more light comes in. Smaller the opening, less light comes in. But it's odd and can be very confusing. So let me break it down for you. It's confusing because the larger number for the aperture, let's say 22, it's represented by f22, means the opening for the light is smaller. The smaller the number, say f2.8, the opening is larger. An aperture is represented on the camera by an f-stop. f and f-stop is the focal length of the aperture you are using. The larger the opening, the smaller the focal length, which means the smaller the area the focus is. Say you're shooting at f2.8. The larger the light source, but smaller the focal length, which means less area of the shot will be in focus. You're shooting a portrait of someone at f2.8. The subject won't be in focus, but pretty much everything in front of them and everything behind them will be out of focus. If you're wanting more of an area to be, quote unquote, in focus, then you will have to adjust your f-stop accordingly. The larger the f-stop number, say f22, the larger your focal length will be, and the smaller amount of light will come through. This is also referred to as depth of field. At f2.8 depth of field is extremely shallow, find f22 is very wide. An easy way to figure out what aperture offers more light is converting it to a fraction. Replace the f with a 1. So let's say f4 would now be 1 fourth. 1 fourth is larger than 1 16th, and so on. Most portrait 
photography, the background is blurred, which means they shoot in a wider aperture, like 2.8. In landscape photography, you typically want more in focus, so you need to shoot a smaller aperture, like f22. This all boils down to what you want your shot to look like and how much available light you have. In a darker situation, you want to open up your aperture so more light gets in. If you're as wide as you can go, then that's when you must adjust the other aspects of photography or exposure, like ISO and shutter speed. Same goes with a smaller aperture. Say you want more in focus, so less light gets in, so that means more adjusting you have to do with ISO and shutter speed to get the desired look you are wanting. It's all a balance and a dance when you're trying to get exposure. A cool thing though, is once you learn all of the fundamentals, you're able to shoot how you want. Let's say you got the right exposure, shooting at ISO 100, at 1 500th of a second, at f4. But you want more or less of an image to be in focus. Well, now you can adjust. When you switch ISO, higher or lower, you're getting double the amount of light. When you switch f-stops, up or down, you're also getting less or more light. Going from f4 to f2.8, you're doubling the amount of light. That also works with shutter speed. 1 25th of a second will have double the amount of light as 250th of a second. So back to the shot. If you want more of a background in focus, but you want to keep the same exposure, then now you need to shoot at f11. That's three full stops different of light. So you need to make up that light in your ISO and shutter speed. So ISO is now at 800, shutter speed can say at 1 500th of a second, and you can shoot at f11. That's the same exact exposure. Or ISO stays at 100, shutter speed goes down to 1 60th of a second, and aperture at f11. Or to even dive more, you can adjust accordingly. So ISO now at 200, shutter speed is at now 125th of a second, and aperture is at f11. Yes, I know that is a lot of crazy numbers and hard to follow. Manual photography is just as technical as it is artistic. But once you know these, you can use it out in the field to help tell your story. Let's say you're on a cruise and you want to take a beautiful landscape photo. And you know your exposure is ISO 100, shutter speed is at 1 1,000th of a second, and your aperture is at 5.6. When you learn this, you're now able to do slight calculations to where you can get the best image you can to make it look how you want. This also works if you're wanting a long exposure to get purposeful motion blur, but we'll go over that when we go over shutter speed. Now, in most cases, automatic mode will do this 100% for you, and they will turn out amazing, especially with smartphones and computational photography. Even with the new advanced A plus assist on the Canon R50, you also have aperture priority mode in most cameras. This means you have full control over your aperture and the camera's computer does the rest. Yes, I know this is a lot of information and relatively short podcast, but it is such a huge role in creating the images to help tell your story. I've said that a lot in this podcast to help tell your story. And I honestly feel everyone who takes photos from amateur to professional, you are a storyteller. Your photos are telling a story of your trip, the session you're shooting, for example, save the date photos or maternity photos, a graduation, a national park, your children or pets playing in the park, or even a small family event. All of those are stories worth telling. And when you take a photo, you are letting the world in on that story. Let me help you write your story 
through photography. Thank you all for joining in. Please, if you got any value from this podcast, leave a rate and a review. Share with your friends and family. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes and tune in to next episode when we go over shutter speed. Again, my name is Jonathan Bailey with the Photog Experience Storyteller Podcast. Keep creating. Hey.